This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Val Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight's special guest will discuss what is probably the most famous, contested, and controversial UFO case in history. Michael Horn will discuss the Billy Meyer case. Michael will be with us shortly. To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, become a member. You will receive instant access to all our shows. And remember, Veritas survives on your voluntary subscriptions only. That is why we are uncensored. Just head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, click on subscribe and take Veritas with you. And get your MMS right from us, whether you live in the United States or abroad. And if you buy health supplements anywhere, you are paying too much. Take a look at the new source featured on our website and compare. You can buy as many products, and they have thousands 
and only pay $5.95 for shipping. And you also get a 30-day return policy. Check them out. And many of you have been asking me when Season 2 would be available on the 8GB USB drive. Here's the issue. The season really ends on December the 5th. However, I want to make seasons on a calendar basis, just like Season 1, which also included the bonus shows recorded on December 2008 and 2009. So you received an extra set of shows. But for Season 2, here are the options I have for you. Option 1. Buy Season 2 at the beginning of December, but you would have to download the remaining shows to your USB drive to complete the season. That way you get it for the holidays. Option 2. You can buy it at any time from the beginning of December, but you won't receive it until after the year is over, which means you will have it loaded with all the shows and music of the season. This way, we satisfy those who want to give it as a gift for the holidays or those who want the full season included. Remember, the only difference is that you have to download three to four shows once you receive it. That's all. For more information, go to the Veritas store on our website. Thank you for your interest. Oh, and of course, you can still purchase Season 1 at any time and get classic shows like our premiere episode with Milton Torres and Zachariah Sitchin's very last interview. And if you need to get in touch with me, go to our website and click on the contact button or join me on Facebook. From all the UFO cases, there is one where a true disproportionate effort to discredit, undermine, ridicule, and trivialize has taken place. There are only two reasons for this to be occurring. Either this is the biggest hoax ever perpetrated, or it is the biggest story in human history. With over 1,000 daylight photographs of ships, sound recordings, prophecies, and more. After decades, the Billy Meyer case still makes it to the headlines. Michael Horn is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. This is Michael Cremo, and you are listening to Veritas Radio. Michael Horn has been researching the Billy Meyer UFO contacts for over 25 years and is now the authorized representative for the book on the Meyer case. And yet, they fly. Though he has long been fascinated with the amazing photos, films, and other still irreproducible physical evidence. Michael's main focus since 1988 has been on Meyer's prophetically accurate scientific and world event-related information, published from one to more than 25 years in advance of terrestrial discovery of occurrence. Because of the abundance and impeccable accuracy of Meyer's material and the failure of professional skeptics and debunkers 
To duplicate any of Meyer's hard evidence, Michael has concluded that Meyer's credibility is unequal by any other source, past or present. Of all the UFO cases in the world, I think the Billy Meyer case is the most famous, the most contested, and the most controversial. No question about it. And to share with us why the Billy Meyer case is a valid one, directly from Southern California, the authorized American media representative for Billy Meyer, Michael Horn. Hello, Michael, and welcome to Veritas. Hi, Mel. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Glad to have you on. And Michael, someone like you with a media and music background, songwriter, book publisher, entrepreneur, how did you get in touch with Billy? How did it all start for you? Well, actually, I walked into a bookstore in 1979. It was a bookstore in the greater Los Angeles area called the Bodhi Tree. You know, metaphysical, paranormal, UFO, all that type of stuff, spiritual books. And I saw the first uh, coffee table picture book, you know, large, square, rectangular photo book, primarily. But it also had information in it. It not only had these startlingly clear UFO photos, but information on the Meyer, the witnesses, different categories of physical evidence, etc., and when I looked at the book, it just immediately struck me as, you know, being real evidence. And, of course, to this day, I have the same feeling. It's just that I've had actually now, you know, all these years, now 31 years, really, to um, kind of hone, uh, you know, my opinion about it and to have gone through much, much, much more of all sorts of evidence in order to be able to, you know, state that this is authentic it's the only one of its kind, and it's, it's still ongoing as of today. The man still meets with these people, these human extraterrestrials. So that was really the beginning of my involvement with the Meyer material. And you mentioned that coffee table book, which I happen to have right next to me here on my studio coffee table. A few weeks ago, I got a phone call, uh, Michael, from a, an estate sale. And they looked for me because the the... Uh, people who had passed away had a, an enormous collection of UFO material, uh, publishings, books, and so on. And it was the day Colonel Wendell Stevens passed away. And I happened to have a lot of collector's items here, including uh, those books uh, that he published many years ago. Although I doubt anyone listening is not familiar with the Billy Meyer case, Michael. The photographs of the alleged, I have to say, alleged sure. craft are by far the most detailed, close-up, totally clear, not blurry shots filmed during daylight in the world. As I said, for the listeners who may not know, tell us the story of Billy Meyer, what, where, and when all of this happened. Yes, um, this, this case, as we know it today, began in 1942 when Meyer, uh, as young Edward Albert Meyer, five-year-old boy, was with his father outside in their nice uh, rural Swiss home and saw a silver disc, a large one, fly overhead. And he asked his dad, you know, what is that? And his father said, well, you know, I really don't know, but that could be a secret weapon of Hitler's. This was, you know, towards the last couple of years of the war and all that. So mm -hmm. they kind of let it go at that. There was nothing more. But within a short period of time, just a matter of some days, Meyer heard a voice speaking to him in his head, a man's voice talking to him. And he was kind of, you know, what's this about? And curious. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't freaked out exactly as we'd say, but he was a little startled, didn't know what it was. Shortly thereafter, he felt the urge, some days later, I think it was, that he was outside and he wanted to, he thought, well, I think I'll go into the forest and play. 
and uh, he went you know deeper into the forest and there in a clearing in the forest was an egg-shaped or pear-shaped more accurately pear-shaped craft sitting on strut-like legs and standing in front of this craft was an elderly looking gentleman who was clothed in what uh, young Edward Albert Meyer said looked to be a deep sea diver's suit without a helmet and he said he looked like a 90-year-old man. He was a very old-looking man, but there he was. And he said, you know, the other thing was that he was very. there was a friendliness to him. There was a benevolence. I had no fear. And I approached him, and we began to speak. So he was speaking to young Meyer, more likely uh, in the Swiss-German dialect, possibly in high German, but at five, the dialect that Meyer would have been growing up with was Swiss-German. Verbally? Yes. He started to speak to him out loud. And then... They went on board his ship, and that began an 11-year mentoring with this man, Svath, whose, whose photograph, uh, not photograph, pardon me, illustration of Svath, we have in our film, uh, The Silent Revolution of Truth. And he said that he was taught by Svath, they spoke quite a bit, devices were put on his head that imparted information and showed him things, Svath informed him about many things and helped him to become aware of past lives of his, future events. Svath took him uh, to different parts of our solar system and perhaps beyond. He also introduced him to people on Earth who either were or were going to become major players on the world stage. And Meyer did meet with different people over a period of years here and there as he grew up. So, what happened was, within two years' time, at the age of seven, he had the thinking capacity of a you know well-developed, intellectually seven, uh, not seventeen, thirty-five-year-old uh, man. And uh, this whole experience, he was basically keeping it pretty much to himself. And then he got, uh, he he had the urging to confide in the parish priest, whose name was Father Zimmerman. And Father Zimmerman had himself been telepathically contacted by Svath uh, to prepare him for being the earthly confidant, if you will, of young Meyer. And, you know, there's, there's many layers and levels of questions and answers that come about all these things, but I'll just kind of lay out some of these bullet points and we can go over anything you want. So mm. he indeed uh, kept up these contacts with him um, for 11 years, and at the, by the time when he was 16, right around the age of 16 in there, Svath told him that uh, he would be, you know, kind of uh, being taught from, you know, this point on by another person, a woman, and Svath uh, no longer contacted him, and he had died. And then a woman who identified herself as Asket, A-S-K-E-T, and I think the first contact was also telepathic, and she prepared him for the fact that she would be meeting with him, and she would be picking up the task of working with him, educating him, showing him things, taking him different places, not only exactly just on Earth, but in time as well, so that he would have a chance to see for himself certain things in the in the past for sure that were different than history has portrayed them. Uh, he was working, he worked with Asket for 11 years, which included the time when he was a young fellow and had gone into the French Foreign Legion. There's a whole story about that, and he tells it a little bit in the film. 
and it was then uh, going to be the next contact would take place then, um, well, about 11 or so, 11, 12 years later, when he would be meeting with a woman who would be called Semyaze, S-E-M-J-A-S-E. And she, in 1975, I think January 28th, began the official contacts. And what that means is that all the contacts that he would have with her and any of the other extraterrestrials at that point that would be deemed to be um, for public dissemination, he would be hand-typing them out. At this time, Meyer had one arm. He had lost an arm in Turkey in about 1965. Let me, if I may, interject sure. for a second, because I have want. a quick, thanks, a quick parenthesis. This is such a fascinating story, what you're about to say. But one aspect of Billy that I didn't know until I watched your DVD, The Silent Revolution of Truth, is that prior to, to Billy being known as the contactee, he spent many years throughout the Middle East and was known as the Phantom, yeah. a hunter of serial killers. And he spent time with Gandhi, the King of Jordan, Franco, Tito, and Saddam Hussein. This is just a quick parenthesis, but to put things in perspective, how did he get involved as a hunter of serial killers in the Middle East? Well, you know, I don't have a whole lot of the details except to say that during this period of his life, there's about a 12-year period of his life, when he was traveling around, he was hitchhiking a lot on foot through about 42 or 43 countries, 140-something thousand miles of travel. And he was learning a lot of things, including studying the major religions of the world. And he had over 360 different jobs or occupations that he performed over that period of time, whatever it was, you know, whether it was working you know, as a printer or a translator or a private detective, this, that, or the other thing. He, he just, he learned, he would do something, he would take it up to, so that he could pay his way, as, as he says, you know, as the right way to go about things. You earn your keep and all of that. And he is someone who has, I, I guess you would just simply use that kind of cliche, nerves of steel. And so the West Pakistan, uh, in West Pakistan, India, and Turkey, for various police departments, he did perform that function as the phantom. He would go out and, you know, they would tell him who to get, and he would bring in these serial killers, mass murderers, and people who were, you know, very, very dangerous people, highly antisocial, deadly types. And uh, as, I, as I say, I think the fact that he had nerves of steel, and he also had developed himself into an incredibly accurate crack shot, quick draw. I mean, it's, it's, if there were no UFOs at all involved in the story, it's still like such an amazing biography of, of a man. Right. And we, you know, we show the photographs of him and his, he's got his Swiss leather jacket with the, the Swiss cross on it. And he's got an Arab headdress and maybe it's a 44 Magnum or something on his side. And, you know, there he is. So mm -hmm. he was able to do so many different things. And, uh, more than likely, my guess is that starting when he was you know, just a child, th he was being prepared in many ways to be able to be adaptable, to learn, to uh, you know, accomplish things, to be self-supporting, uh, you know, to medit be able to meditate very well, uh, very well, probably. And a lot of things that are still probably somewhere in the German material, because most of the material I've had access to, of course, is English, English language. And while more and more is being translated now, thankfully, on a fairly regular basis. There's still tons that, you know, we haven't seen. There's 26,000 pages in German, well over that, actually. And many people wonder, 
because, of course, uh, Billy is handicapped. In 1967, I believe he was uh, traveling through Turkey and uh, was hit by the vehicle where he was riding in, was hit by another vehicle, and he lost, uh, his arm was crushed and was amputated. Is that correct? Yeah, 65. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.